There's, I would, I would, I would reckon that there's in a, in our life, in let's say in 2022 Western society, there's some strong drivers, strong ambitions that I think are pretty, pretty widespread and global. One of the ambitions that people have is the ambition to achieve a high level of education. There are very few people who, like middle, middle, you know, middle of high school, say, "I, I think I've, like, I've, I've done enough." I want to just like, have a break. Most people go for primary school, secondary school, and they go for tertiary education as well. Very few people in, in like the developed world are happy to like get away with either they'll do a university or they'll do some kind of course so that they fully educate. So education is, is a big thing. Knowledge. Another driver is money. I think it's a biggie. Depends on your society. Some societies it's more, it's more prevalent than others. I think in America, money is a massive, massive, massive driver. I think in Australia, less so. I think the driver is more comfort-orientated than money-orientated. It's like it's having a comfortable lifestyle, not a rich lifestyle. Uh, but of course, there's money involved. I, I think another driver, another driver is, is status. We want to be noticed. We want to be recognized. I think the reason why a lot of the, the dopamine rush of social media is when I get a like, or recognition, it's because I'm, I feel noticed. I, I, want, I want status. I want to be seen. I want to be respected. And I think another thing that we look for is we look for power. We look for power. People, people want to be powerful. They want to reach a, a, a level of influence. They want to impact. So let's call those the four desires of life, for want of a better word. Money, power, education, and status. Money, power, education, status, I think that's, those are pretty, those are pretty, um, ubiquitous. It's all over the place. Ubiquitous, um, desires. Okay. So, so, so what do we do with that? That's like, that's cool. So what do we do? So one of the things we do is, well, let's, let's, you know, those ambitions, let's chase them. Well, how do you chase them? You know, you chase money through focused perspective and make sure that your choice of career and job is based on how lucrative your pay will be. And then you engineer things so that you keep on amassing wealth. If you want to look for status, so then you're going to be very concerned about image. Because if you portray a part of yourself which may not be acceptable to a lot of people, so then you're in trouble. And it may drive you to do some really crazy things. Person in my position may take hair supplements to somehow regrow on this desert some kind of follicle growth. It can drive you to do things. You can, you know, you, it may even drive you to, 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 to to eat in a certain way, to exercise in a certain way, but it's not coming from a place of intrinsic value of health. It's coming looking properly ripped so that you've got a beach body. Like mine. Only joking. Thank you for laughing. So, you know, it, it can drive you to do stuff. It may drive you to say things, to, to, to say things which are socially likable. And you, you land up essentially becoming something that you want to anticipate the others need so that they'll find you acceptable so that you can be okay and you can be valued and you can be given that affirmation and that either virtual or real like. 
if you want, you know, if you want power, so then you want to rise up in some kind of some kind of system that you've got control over people. And if you want education, you're going to invest in study. And I think that's that's big. The problem with all those pursuits is they aren't real, you see. So let's talk about real wealth. What's real wealth? I think real wealth is when you have a massive, unlimited bank account. I would like to redefine wealth. The basic definition of wealth is the power to do, in the moment, whatever I would like to. When I have a lot of money, if I decide right now I would like to go on a plane to Costa Rica and stay on a villa on the, on the beach and feed the monkeys bananas, I can do that on the spot. I have no limitations. If I decide that I'd like to take my journey from here to my home in a brand new spanking Tesla, I can do that. If I decide I would like to buy my Hugo Boss suit, Sable black, contrasted only with my whitey, fleecy polo shirt, can do it. So wealth is the power to be, the capacity to be, in this moment I can do whatever I like. Money gives an illusion of wealth, but it doesn't give true wealth. True wealth is in this moment I can do whatever I like. How would that pan out? Well, in this moment, I would like to choose to be happier than I was one second ago. <laughs> In this moment, I would like to feel that I have all the resources that I need. But I don't. These lights are annoying. I have no idea what that promontory is over there. Um, the room's a bit dingy, and I could do some serious decor changing. So how am I able to live in a world which is limited in an unlimited fashion? Wealth frees me from limitations. I would like to become internally wealthy, which means I would like to be freed from limitations. How do I do that? How do I do that if I have an apartment which has two bedrooms and I would like a mansion? I don't want to be limited by my apartment. It's quite simple. Two people. They live next to each other. Two bedrooms, two bedrooms. In the one bedroom... Mom and dad and children's bedroom. Mom and dad, children's bedroom. There's a knock on the door. It's none other than Shimmy. Shimmy! Kumagai! He says, I don't know what language that was, but what do you want me to do? I say, just get in there. He's fine. Shimmy walks into the house. I say, Shimmy, how's it going? It's great. He says, listen, I'm so happy to be in Israel. I haven't been here for so long. I'm actually looking for a place to stay. And you go, ha, 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 ha. Look, Shimmy, I'm really sorry. You know, I'd, lo- I'd love to have you. We've got two bedrooms, parents, kids. Fortunately, we have no space. Limitation. Shimmy goes, I get that. I'll see if I can find somewhere else to stay. Shimmy goes out of the house, says goodbye, goes to the next neighbor. Kumagain! By this time, Shimmy's got it. He just walks inside. <laughs> Shimmy, how are you doing? It's been so long. Yeah, great. You know, the truth is that something's on my mind. Please, speak freely. Well, I just, I just need a place to stay. Come stay with us. Come stay with us. Not a problem. We've got a spare room. Put the kids in the living room. Put them, perfect. 
as long as you want. One lived in a mansion, one lived in a dingy little apartment. What do you mean? But they both lived in dingy little apartments. It's not where you are, it's how you look at the world around you makes you either impoverished or wealthy. I've been to wealthy people's homes who are poor, literally. I went to a person's house, top floor, child one, bedroom, child two, bedroom, child three, bedroom, to their cells, parents, bedroom, downstairs, room for dolls, scullery, don't know what that was. <laughs> Living room, dining room, playroom, recreation room. Uh, hi guys, um, do you mind if I stay with you? We, I'm, so, I'm sorry, we don't have a spare room. They poor, they poor. They're living in a dingy little apartment. And I've been to people who live in a mansion. They've got 10 kids living in three bedrooms. And there's always space. And there's always space. See, because they're rich. And they're poor. Because Ezehu Ashi, Ben Zoma, Ezehu Ben Zoma. What do you think? Ben Zoma. Ben Zoma says, Ezehu Ashi, who is rich? Hasomech Bechalka. One who has fulfillment in what he has. He recognizes that the resources I have with me right now, in the moment, without making an extra penny, is everything I need. I'm wealthy right now, in this moment. I have an unlimited amount of resources. And my limitations don't define me. They prompt me to a level of creativity that can discover the resources which are there and are hidden beneath the surface. And I become truly wealthy when I recognize there is nothing in this moment that I need that I don't have. So if you really want to become wealthy, it's not about the money you make. It's about the way you relate to the world around you. And then it's yours. And you can never ever lose it. And your bank account can be in the minus and you're stupendously wealthy. And how many people who are billionaires and they're impoverished. Because what happens? They get to the hotel room and they didn't get the king-size bed. They got the queen-size bed and now their life's in tatters. I can't do it. How can I stay in this room? I can't stay in this room. What are they? They're poor. They're poor. They're always in need of something. And ironically, the richer they get, the more needy they become. They're needy. And you have other people who have nothing materially, and they are fabulously wealthy. They don't need anything. Well, isn't the purpose of wealth to be the to reach the state where I don't need anything? Well, that's here, not there. So their primary desire of life, to become rich, it's not how much money you make, it's how you look at the resources that surround you. Well, what about, what about education? So there are people that think education is based on the amount of letters that are written after your name. I have a problem with that <laughs> because after my name it says, you know, F-L-L-L. <laughs> so what do you do? You know, is, is education something you can amass and acquire? Well, actually, if you think about it, who is wiser? Who's wiser? Where's wisdom? Who's got wisdom? 
Where's who's wiser? Get a person that's has a doctorate, and he's a doctorate in the ancient art of Phoenician shipbuilding, which is important. <laughs> and you say to him, "Listen, you know, like I love the way those Phoenicians build ships." And he goes, "Okay." You say, "But I always wondered, like, why do they need to sail at all?" And he says, "You can look at my doctorate." I spoke about that. And you say, well, why did you study Phoenician shipbuilding? And he says, you can look at page 62. It's all there. And his amount of amassed knowledge has actually closed down his curiosity and his capacity to learn. Because he's quantified knowledge. He's put a letter next to it. And now it's dead in the book that he's written. Dead. But if you really want to be wise, you can know nothing and be wise. You can know nothing and be wise. Wisdom is not a quantitative accumulation of knowledge. It's how I experience this moment. And if I experience this moment with curiosity, and I ask a question about it, I will walk away from it learning something. And if I walk away from every experience with more knowledge, I am wise. Because I'm approaching the situation with wisdom, which means with questions and curiosity. Eizehu chochem, who is wise, haloimeid mikol adam, the one that learns from everyone. Wisdom is not an accrued mass of knowledge, it's an approach to a situation. So wealth is within me. Wisdom is within me. I don't need a degree, I don't need a university, I don't need a Ferrari. I don't need a helicopter. I can be wealthy and wise just by the way I change my attitude and foster, bring out my internal world and then I become truly wise and truly wealthy. What about power? Power. Who's powerful? person who's the major CEO, president of the country. Who's, in, who's been more powerful in the impact of of humanity, the president or your mom? <laughs> Power is an illusion because ultimately you can never control the other. Any person that bends to your control is choosing to do so. And at any point in time, you can say, I'd rather not. Which means you never control him. You can never, ever, ever control another human being. The only person that you control is yourself. And that's a tough job. Because we have negative, destructive, self-destructive habits which don't allow us often the power of control over who we are. So if you want to become truly powerful, don't try to rise up in the echelons of society. Eizehu Gibor, who is powerful? Hakovish is Yitzray, the person that's ability to self-control, self-mastery. When I can control myself, then I have control. When I control others, I'm dependent on them, I have no control. So wealth, power, wisdom, all functions of my internal world. What about status? Surely status, I need the approval of others. Think about this. The most pathetic thing is the pursuit of recognition. I'd walk in through, please, everybody, come on, show me how much you love me. What a creep. <laughs> what a creep. 
Shut up, go away. There's nothing more pathetic than a person that wants people to acknowledge them. So nebach. Oh my gosh, grow up. Pathetic, like my skin, man. Come boys, I need, please, 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 I need you to say I'm okay. What a loser. <laughs> who's, who's, who's like strong? Who like, who's a likable person? I don't give rocks what you think about me, brother. Rocks. Rocks. Eizehu mechubad. Who is honored? When I give you respect, whoa, that's something worth respecting. When I look up to you, that's something worth respecting. And that's my choice. I become honored. I become respected. Not because what people do to me, but what I do to people. So the four ambitions of life have been hijacked by simulations. And unfortunately, many of us have fallen into that trap of taking the ersatz, the counterfeit, as the reality. If you want to be powerful and you want to be rich and you want to be influential and you want to be wise, you look inside yourself. That's where it's all at. Begin the journey now. Or throw your life down the drain. Cut.